0: welcome in ladies and gentlemen boys and girls rfk refugees podcast ted here john here talking dc united u.s men's national team washington spirit maybe a little rapid vienna maybe we throw that in some sporting uh sporting club portugal i think is what that jersey i love you have on.
1: i love austrian soccer i know a lot about it i will i'll do very well talking about it sporting <laughs> sporting drew today in the 90th minute they were previously impossible to score upon and uh this is like the one game I have not bet on them in the course of maybe a month and a half. So I'm gonna. It's oh. my fault. It's my fault. They're still in first place, but it's you
0: okay. you 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 missed out, my friend. I did. You I missed out. I did. But John, uh, how was your weekend, my friend? How was your?
1: Uh... It was good. We had East. It was Easter weekend, right? Yeah. I but you know hung out with my mom. Uh, my my child had very cute pictures taken holding eggs. We tried to do a Easter egg hunt, but it turns out uh, if you cannot walk. It's not a very fun experience to do an Easter egg hunt. So we're going to hold off. She's going to have that next year, I guess. What did you do? What did you get into? Uh,
0: I, I hung out. I watched soccer. I uh, spent some, some time with some, some vaccinated friends and uh, had some tried to be as socially distanced as we could and uh, away from other people. And, uh, yeah, have, have some uh, have some fun times. Um, and it uh, goes <laughs> along with the shoot. Am I going to have to fire up the VPN? Uh, maybe. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe you will have to um this podcast is not viewable in your area even though you're watching it right now strange beast strange beast um but yeah I had 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 a fun weekend it was soccer was on uh and uh we're getting ready for the season to start it is coming uh is coming fast and furious my friend we it doesn't are doesn't feel believable does it At this i know point? we are we are 12 days away my friend 12 that's, days away from opening day
1: that's not very much that's not yep. that's not very many days
0: yep yep that's uh we we're, we're, we're coming coming a quick on it so uh, let's uh, let's jump right into it let's talk
1: well first uh, first, yes, first let's first, talk about sorry
0: I I John's like hey make sure we do this
1: and guess what I did listen Ted's about that business I'm about well I guess I'm about that business Ted's about doing the show and actually giving you the content you want but we had our we had we had another contest which so many of you joined. and we thank you for joining com slash giveaway. That giveaway is now over. So the owner of a Bailiwick Unite the District shirt uh, is Pat McGill. Uh, at, we we're not going to give his email out of the show, but we have him. We'll contact him <laughs> after the show. Uh, thanks for joining uh, the giveaway, uh, and thanks for winning. Uh, we're going to make sure you guys go to, if, you, if you're if you not Pat McGill and you want one of those shirts, you know what they look like. I've seen I've worn them on the show a number of times. Uh, go to Bailiwick Clothing on their website. I assume it's bailiwickclothing.com. Uh, and there are plenty of shirts still available they're going to be working with the team i believe in the next week or two to either promote that shirt some more or there might be a sale i don't know uh but check them out they're a, they're a friend of the show so uh pat mcgill congrats
0: his uh social security number that's is, right said- <laughs> one 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 slide. yep yeah i've got to g- give all that away but uh congratulations to pat mcgill for winning the shirt uh and uh, thanks to everybody who entered, and we, we will be we will be trying to do more of that. It's come fast and furious. I don't know if we will uh, if we will be able to do it like every week or so, but uh, but we're gonna we're gonna try to do the best we can.
1: And one thing that's not a giveaway uh, the the pre order on this should be live sometime this week. If you're listening now, or if you're listening tomorrow morning, uh, we will have for the first time RFK Refugees podcast scarves. Get excited, folks! I think if you've ever said. You know, I, I love this podcast. How can I how can I show visually how much I like a podcast? And the answer before has never been a scarf, but it is now. <laughs> so we will have that we will have that link up on RFKrefugees.com on the right side. You can pre order a scarf and get it uh, get it ready to go. We imagine they'll be available in May before hopefully while it's still sometimes chilly so you can wear it and if you don't want to wear it you can carry it around or worst case you can be like ted and have it pinned up on your wall like every soccer podcaster except for me i feel like i i'm degenerate and don't have my my scarf wall but rfkrefugees.com this week you can pre-order our uh, new scarf
0: yep absolutely uh, our new scarf will be coming in on its way so we're, we're giving we're giving you all the content yep we, we are giving the people what they want and what they what they want is scarves and shirts, apparently, in the summer for a team we watch in the summer. Hey, always, be, uh, always be funny. <laughs> it's a good idea.
1: We're also going to do knit hats for the summer. We're gonna do we're gonna do all winter gear for July. So it's like a it's like a it's like a every month release. It's like a fashion line. So stay tuned.
0: Yep. And uh, speaking of things you can uh, speaking of things you will you would want to have, but unfortunately couldn't this week, at least for most people who did not um, possess. Either a VPN or some other facilities. Uh, DC United played a preseason game. A two In, two, theory. in theory. In theory. In theory. In theory. I mean, you guys missed a. We, we won't again. We won't say how we were able to watch the game, but you guys missed a uh, a, a cracker of a game. I, I think there was a a, a hat trick. Uh, I think Ben Olsen like showed up on the field and like, like ran out like sting and, from like, the
1: rafters with a the bat. They also <laughs> they were playing. They were playing. New York City FC in Philadelphia is that correct on the on the Philadelphia practice fields? Yes, that's what I believe yes. is true. That's that's cool. That's esoteric. It fits for a game that none of us can watch as two teams playing at a third neutral site <laughs> randomly. I think that's exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. You got to see some of it. So t- tell me any any sort of impressions you got from that game. Yes, and
0: I apologize. I just had to quickly readjust the video. I apologize for that, everybody. Um I thought I had it all nicely lined up. And They're motion set now. <laughs> everyone's everyone's now thrown out. You can see you can see like part of my room edging into John's uh, thing, and now it looks all nice. I apologize. Um but yeah, let's talk uh let's uh we don't have producer Brian by the way, so that's maybe why the show might be a little rougher, a little rougher without is, the producer boy. This is
1: old school, old school janky version. This is this how, is old school. This is what the show used to be like
0: <laughs> every week. Um I, well I, speaking of the game I, I think what I most took away I guess from watching that game um, is uh DC United attack wise look like it's very clear that they this is what they are this is what they've been working on um they are they are going to play they they are it, it almost it's almost like uh, uh Ernan showed the practice and he's like, okay, I don't care how many goals we give up. I don't care how many, you know, we're, we're going to play this pressing style. We're going to play very direct. We're going to be quick in transition. Um, and it was fairly effective, I think, for about, you know, for a stretch of games. I thought uh, Assad looked good. Flores looked good. A lot of players looked like they had sort of a new life and, and, and a better sense of what they wanted to do. Uh, defensively, things were a little rough. Uh, the, the pressing, the, the nature of their pressing... Uh, led to a corner kick, and then there was a. And then there was a. Uh, uh, it, the camera was kind of panning, so it was a little hard to see. But like you saw, New York get the ball, and you saw a player streaking down the field, and you're like, "Oh, well, there's got to be one DC player." But oh no, there's nobody back there. Oh look, there's a uh, Mora and Flores tracking back <laughs> very late, and it became basically a three on zero uh, for the first goal for the first New York goal. Um, so that's not good. <laughs> uh I I I I know Ernan wants to play uh <laughs> wants to play uh super attacking soccer, uh, but maybe he doesn't want a three on zero um a three on zero in front of the goal. Uh so uh but I mean overall, like, you know, as, as Angus points out, the Assad Smith floor has come up. Uh Kamardi Smith got the start over Ola Kamar. I guess that was kind of the one interesting little wrinkle out of that. Um I John, I, I am I am on the smith but He got a goal. It was a really nice goal. Second uh, of the preseason. Pass, uh, a long pass from Assad. Uh, and a nice little uh, play from um, from Flores at sort of the end line. And a nice little touch. Uh, someone, I think, credited all was a pretty lucky goal. Maybe. But he put himself in the right spots. Uh, so I, I think it's interesting that uh, Flores is—I is, mean, sorry, that uh, Smith is getting some starts over Kamara. Because we all assumed Kamara would be I don't know, maybe Kamara is— could an be injury, an injury. Right. Could be a lot of things. But I think it's interesting that he's getting the start. Um, it leads me to believe that maybe, uh, maybe Hernan has seen something in preseason. Um, I don't know. I, I am. I am a little more bullish. I'm not going to say 100% bullish, but I am. I am somewhat more bullish on the idea of him.
1: Ted is Ted is hedging against his, I believe, double digit goal projection for Ola Kamara when he came here. So this is <laughs> this is called emotional hedging, folks. Uh, it is. It's a, It's an open question, right? Like there yeah. aren't a lot of goals. It's, it's been three games. Against, they played Greenville. They played Loudon, where they've scored nine goals. That didn't really count. Uh, then they played Philly, and they played New York City FC. They scored two goals uh, against a uh, league competition. Right? They got shut. Out, they got shut out against Philly. Right? No consolation Correct. goal. Correct. Yeah. So Kamarni has scored all of the goals, not against Loud United. So um, it's t- it's tough to say, right? Like I think if you ask the team. And, and maybe we'll get an opportunity to ask Ernan, uh this week about what his thoughts are about kamarni uh, as far as where he sees him playing out uh, but coaches originally were like he's a he's a winger we don't really see him uh, as a nine uh, but he's showing some adaptability he's showing his uh, willingness to get uh, make runs into the box and be there for the ball uh you know the thing that makes us most insane uh is when a player doesn't make a run and the ball is just like Sitting there, easy goals, easy goal opportunities. If if, if you run, uh, Angus and, did point out that Ola played the entire second half, so it's yeah. not an injury. From that perspective, I I don't necessarily think that he is, you know, lineup choices in the preseason are not too. You can't draw too many conclusions from them. There's lots of things they could be trying to do, um, but I think I think it I, I would have to say that he is already showing to be more involved in the plans than I would have assumed he would have been. Uh, and we'll see sort of where that where that pans out here in the, in the coming. They, they have any more? They have one more preseason game, right?
0: One more preseason game, um, I believe, Saturday, Sunday, or Saturday against uh, uh, against New York. I will have to check that. I'm not I'm not sure the exact the exact date. I can pull up the website real quick. Uh, but I, I think it's uh, I think it is it, it is interesting to see him get get the start. This was a pretty much a full strength lineup. This is a lineup where if you rolled this out uh, two weeks from now. I would say, yep, that's probably your lineup. Uh, the, the one sort of uh, flare-up, I guess, in the preseason game uh, was the uh, was a red card. Uh, th- we, we were talking on, uh, when I was watching the game, we couldn't really tell, I guess, where or what happened sort of in the incident. Um, apparently for Moreno, it was a second yellow. Uh, and then there was sort of reaction from whoever the New York City FC player was. Uh, and then thus, then the, the referee then showed the straight red to him. Uh, and the team was like, "Well, we want to play with eleven, so we're going to go ahead and throw out another player." So they played eleven v eleven uh, for that for that sec- for that second half. Um, but it was sort of a a weird a weird sort of flare. Moses Nyman, I think, came in for for Junior Moreno uh, in that game. So uh, we'll see you. We'll see you in, uh, in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, April tenth
1: <laughs> is the next preseason game against yeah. Red Bulls at Red Bull Arena.
0: Yep, yeah. uh, and hopefully maybe we'll have a stream. Uh, Angus on saying uh, Kas- uh, Castellanos, who uh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, he got the straight red. So again, a little hard to tell in some of those, uh, some of these streams. Uh, those streams are jankier than uh, than what we're on. But uh, interesting, interesting enough, they did play sort of a 3-4-3. we uh, We'll be curious to see. We've talked at least a lot about what DC is going to play, what they're going to go out as, whether they can fit this system, and I, I think all evidence seems to point to a three-man back line. I don't see any reason. Um, that probably means the shields is probably going to play a more important important role, and they maybe are just. I thought maybe they would be a little bit more conservative with that. They you know play a four two three one, um, and maybe then evolve as sort of Birnbaum gets healthy, Ariola gets out. But Hernan uh, seems to be like, nope. I'm gonna. I I think this is the system. Um, did Nahar get him? I don't know if Nahar got it. I didn't see him out there. I feel like I would have noticed him out there.
1: Uh, if you look at the minutes tracker, I believe that the uh, the Filler Buster boys use, uh, it, I believe that he did not. He's not been getting. He's been getting held out since the second preseason game. That could be an injury. It could be something else. The team is obviously not doesn't get into sort of those the, those discussions. Although Aaron hasn't had media availability until uh, this week, so maybe that maybe that gets sorted out a little bit this week.
0: Yeah, so I'm certainly be curious to, to ask him. I don't know. He, he probably can say. We want to know about Trialist One. Uh, what 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 is what do you think about him? <laughs> yeah,
1: tell tell us in very detail what makes him number one. What why why is he not number seven? You know, tell us that. There are more. There are new players rotating in and out, and there are a lot of Loudon players that are making up the numbers uh, in yeah. these games. So for whatever that's worth, Loudon continues to be in preseason right now. I think they just signed two more players, including another goalie. Uh, I think they're. I think they have seven. I think now is the is their plan. They're just going to rotate in. Maybe mm-hmm. use two of them at once. I don't know. Um, but yeah. So that that's. I think they're just sort of trying to make sure that they've got the players that they that they need. Uh, Loudon, of course, training all the way out in Loudon, and DC training at Audi Field. So they don't have the ability to sort of have the normal way that they would like to do it, where they're having practices in the same area. Correct. But anyway, uh, that's that's uh, that's preseason wrapped pretty much. We got one more game. The, hopefully, you know, hopefully we'll have we'll have an ability to watch it. And P- if cross not, your and if not, just no injuries. That's the most important thing in <laughs> this next game. That's the only thing that matters. The score doesn't matter. Nothing else matters. Please do not get hurt before the game that actually counts in uh, in, in two weeks. That's. What and
0: speaking speaking of uh, speaking of injuries, uh, we have an update. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Bill Hamid was was we were not thinking he was going to be ready by the by the beginning of the month. Uh, and then apparently he was pretty close, and then a couple days later he picked up a, uh, an injury. Um, so uh, he's out four to six weeks with a calf injury, and uh, that stinks because uh, it would have been nice to have Bill Hamid, even though I'm sure Chris Seitz is, is enjoying the fact that he will be the starter, at least for the conceivable future. Uh, there were some rumors that they were looking at another goalkeeper. Uh, golf has squashed said rumors uh, who knows who's right i guess is the is the main thing to take away from that uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll find maybe we'll find something else it seems a little it, i understand you know the idea of signing a keeper when when you have your main one go down and he's out for a longer period of time but 4 to 6 weeks is not it seemed to me you want to tie up a roster spot and the salary to sign another keeper for like a short term um, you know I, does the MLs pool keeper still exist does that, is that still is that still i don't a know thing? i don't know the answer to that <laughs> i don't
1: i don't know that they, that they do I'm looking quickly in bill's uh injury history i thought that he had had a calf injury before um nothing says that but he's he's had uh quite he's had a lot of injuries uh shoulder injury ankle hamstring finger surgery knee surgery knee injury groin surgery uh he's been uh, he's had relatively healthy from 2016 till this year but uh, that muscle injury, those muscle injuries happen a lot uh, when you're coming back from you know major surgery because you're all of your muscles aren't sort of all the way uh, back. There are some of them have atrophied over time as you sort of try to get really close back into the swing of being a professional athlete. That can happen. Um, but like you said, I think from a perspective of where this where we could manage an injury right now, uh, Bill is better than Chris. I think on the whole, I think you. Would, I think that's probably inarguable. Um, but the drop off is not. Humong- that will not lose us games. Whereas there yeah. are other places in the field. If if you know, I don't want to put the, the jinx out into the universe. But say we had another center back go down, uh, that would be probably <laughs> more catastrophic to the team's prospects than, than having Chris Seitz play. So Chris Seitz is uh, um you know he's he's a good he's a good for a, a couple game run every every season. Somebody gets hurt and gets he goes in there and does well. So hopefully that continues.
0: Yep. and by the way, the, the MLS pool keepers do exist. I just I just wow. googled MLS pool keeper and pulled up an article from 2020 where they talked about the MLS pool keepers that were with the uh, MLS's back uh, tournament. So uh, DC DC is going going into this uh, season a little injured, so it's going to be curious to see how quickly they can sort of get healthy. But uh, I, I think I think DC maybe holds off on, on the pool keeper until they absolutely need to. So probably if if Chris Sides were to go down, then you might see them pull someone up. Uh, and, you, least...
1: and, and you mentioned it before the show, too. Like, I would say, rather than a pool keeper, it makes sense. Even if you're just having a guy hold some gloves on the sideline, like, a and loud, a loud goalkeeper can do that. <laughs> I yeah, I, I feel like it seems crazy to have to have to go that other route. But uh, stranger things have happened. I have seen games in which three goalies have played. Uh, I have seen games in which the, the emergency keeper has played. For DC United, it's happened. Anything anything can happen. Uh, players, uh, field players playing goalie. Anything can happen. So... Uh, I don't and, think it's a, it, it, it is a bummer that and, he was close and fell out, but
0: and who knows maybe find your find a Tim Melia in, in that yeah run. he was an MLS is- he was he was an MLS pool keeper Melia was an MLS pool keeper and then made it to to Sporting Kansas City
1: who was the player the field player last year that played uh, came in to save a penalty what team was that what team was that last year was it Orlando. <sighs>
0: I, it was Orlando, and I can't remember who it was. I'm sure was in the a, chat will pop in. <laughs> right.
1: I mean, I think he was a depth I think he was not like a, like a star player for them anyway. But anything can happen. I, I think the only thing that's confusing, or not confusing, maybe a blessing in disguise, is that I already thought he was going to miss the first month of the season. So when the news came out together at the same time, uh, he's almost back, and also he is not. He's actually out longer now. I thought that was... So soften the blow. Uh, Schlegel, <laughs> Schlegel from Orlando is the is the guy that I'm thinking of. A absolutely epic MLS moment. It's like when a pitcher, like a fat pitcher, hits a home run. Uh, any of those things. Those like weird things. A field player coming in to save a penalty is that's what you want. We want we want yeah. those moments.
0: We want those moments, and we want DC to have those moments, like the like the snow game in 2012. Which check out our check out our we got clips up of our interview with Pablo Mauer. Definitely check that out uh, from 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 last week. Uh, Probably the the biggest. Oh, wait, hold on. We got one more DC United note. And uh, this comes this. This is probably going to garner some discussion. Uh, Washington Spirit have moved their opening games to Audi Field. Uh, No reason was given, so to speak, uh, officially. But golf states it's because there's no showers or out on um, actual locker rooms. Uh, I I contend that I think uh, Loudoun United, probably that means they're getting waivers from U.S. soccer to host their games there. I'm sure that has to be some sort of D2 standard, even D3 standard, I would say. You have to have locker rooms. I mean, even the Richmond Kickers, despite City Stadium's many, uh, many, many flaws, has locker rooms. Um, What... I had some thoughts on this. I'll let, I'll let you go first. It, what it, on on a level of embarrassment? Where does this rank? I mean, because it's I mean, embarrassing. It's, it is. It has. I to. mean, it's
1: it's below having the team uh, provide their own security overnight. So it's that's, that's fair. That's <laughs> higher. So this is lower than that. Uh, I, I uh, the thing that confuses me is that we talked to Ryan Martin about this a month ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was about a month ago when he was on when he was on the show about the fact that they didn't have uh, sprinklers for the field. So in the summer. Uh, the field would dry out, and it would be like a thousand degrees on the field, uh, and the ball didn't roll well. So, but he was like, "Well, you know, that's that's coming." So, I think that 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 should be here soon. I think he said before the start of the season, which, if I'm still correct, is May. I think it's May. Yeah. So that could still. I mean, that could still that could have been the timeline all along. Uh, I don't necessarily know what the exact situation is for the locker rooms. I thought they had locker rooms under the far end stand. But I did know they didn't have running water for the field and they didn't have running water for uh, attendees using the toilets. Um, so I would assume that there was not magical running water for the players either. I don't know what they did for showers. I don't know if there's a hose, if they <laughs> have m- moist towelettes. I don't know what their plan was. But clearly, um, I think I w- this is one of those situations where I wish there would be more open communication about things. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like if you set the expectations ahead of time, if you say we had delays due to covid and then we had delays due to whatever we anticipate the time where we'll be done is why uh, and then when you don't hit why you can say why that is i i think that's the way to go i think there there are only a few people that will really care about this but when they when these things sort of stack up one after another after another it paints a picture that i don't think anybody the team doesn't want it for sure and the people who pay super close attention are like guys just just Tell us when this is gonna be done so we don't have doesn't have to change a week. The, uh, the first challenge cup game is next week, right? Next Thursday? Yeah. That's too late. Like why is this why is this it should have been it should have been decided earlier is what I guess where where I'm at on it. I think I think
0: what this underscores is this this team this team is sort of this is becoming a pattern. It's becoming a pattern of promising certain things, but not really finishing or fully following through. They promise this brand new, amazing stadium. Roof still not finished. You promise, Oh, we're going to have a training facility. Yes. COVID plays a role, uh, but
1: you look at sort of, that's going vertical now, by the way, that's actually, that is happening. That's good stuff. That is good stuff.
0: I mean, but it's uh, the, the, this whole, this speaks to, Oh, you built another stadium that you didn't finish. And you can't even. I don't think you can really use COVID as an excuse, because this was started. This was happened. This was completed in 2019. This was before the pandemic. This should Segra. have been Segra. I believe. I believe it was.
1: It was. No, I think just the question is like what, because we don't know. Because they don't talk. Like yeah. What is the? What was the technical reason on site why they couldn't do that? I do know to get Segra open for 2018. I believe was the first year. I think right. I believe. We'll, so. we'll I check thought it out.
0: was 2019, but the, uh,
1: the first season where fans were allowed, they like uh, they finished everything like a week before the first game for the first home game. So I have no doubt that there are issues like if I, I imagine with sprinklers on turf fields, I imagine it's a challenge to after the field is already built and laid down. I imagine it's probably hard to get sprinklers down yeah. underneath of it.
0: It opened um, August 9th, twenty nineteen. It broke ground on March twenty sixth and opened. But that's just to me that underscores. Okay, that you don't even have the excuse of this being in DC. This is out in Loudoun County. It's 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 you don't have that excuse. It it seems to me so. So they they rushed to get this stadium together. Yep. Why? What what would have been the harm in saying you know what Segra Fields just it's just not ready? Let's you know we're, we want to start this team in Loudoun. We you know. We want to put it in Loudoun. Let's take August, September. Let's make sure that the amenities, everything is there for for Segra Field to have a good opening. It seems like it just a it was it's it's similar to the stadium where they wanted it open in July. They wanted to do it in July. They didn't want to do you know maybe another year at RFK or they didn't want to really make sure they built you know the best stadium possible. They just wanted to get get it up, get it going, so they could start you know selling tickets or or getting some revenue out of it. It seems a lack of like actually making sure you finish the job and do the things right so that it can be successful. It it, it just seems like another another shortcut this team took. I, so. I think it's
1: I it's, for me it's just order of operations. I think it is a challenge like if they decided to push Segra for a year, where do they put Loud United? Do they put the, do they play Audi Field? How much money does that cost? Okay. All right. So say you didn't build Segra and instead put the put the stadium roof in and that cost According to you know estimates, double dead digit ten million, ten million or more dollars to do. Um, I don't know how much Segra cost to build, but it was less than the roof. So as far as like, if you wanted to build the roof, maybe you don't get Segra. Maybe you don't have a place for your division two team to play. And if you do have it, maybe it's another year down the line. I uh, you know as a de- from a devil's advocate perspective, I sympathize with having three large scale capital projects at once. To manage and you don't you don't have the ability to do any of them perfectly. You're doing you're doing, I would say Audi Fields an 85% job, maybe not, maybe even 90%, because the roof is 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 substantial, but it the stadium still functions, the the sight lines are still good, et cetera, et cetera. It would be better had they finished it that way, without a doubt. Uh but that's that's mostly done. Uh Segra, if this is true, if there's no running water, if there's no locker rooms, if there's no sprinkler systems, Segre's at about a fifty percent, um, and now we're about we're at you know five percent for the uh, acad- Not the academy, the training facility being built right next door. So I think that they I think they looked at from if I'm doing it, what is the thing that makes me the most money, and what is the thing that costs me the most money? Audi Field makes me the most money, so I've got to get closest to done there. Audi uh, Loudoun United is not making them a lot of money. The gate is not good there. They had they had good attendance for the opener. Maybe the second or third game. Most of the games are sparsely attended, um, so that that's really that's almost a loss leader. You're just spending money to lose money. There.
0: You're 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 spending money with the idea that you're able to develop players and then sell them, and then sure. that, that covers your 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 cost. Long term, that's there. a long
1: term investment in the future. Absolutely, um, and for a team that's not been this team's mo. And they're, mm-hmm. I think they want to change that. That's what they're trying to give all of these academy and youth players opportunities to break into the first team and do well. So they want to change that. Uh, but that's a change. Uh, that's that's a long term view that the team hasn't shown. So that's I think that, that's if if I were the one allocating money and time, that's how I would have done it. Would I want a roof? Absolutely. And I think yeah. it's worth. I think it's worth the ten million dollars in the off season. I I'm I'm a fan of uh, getting rid of excuses. I'm a fan of crossing things off lists. Fans have an easy thing to point at with Audi Field that the team is not taking it seriously. They first pointed at the roof. That's still going on. They then pointed to a lack of the team's history, big white walls. They've addressed that. That was cheaper, but they've done that. So they they are hearing the criticisms. So just do this roof. Let let Roach let Roach like think about other things. Like let the people in the in the most expensive seats. Not be worried that they're going to get rained on. Just knock it out so that we don't ever have to talk it about it again. We can yeah. still say that Cincinnati Stadium is nicer, and we wish we had it. But we'll now at least say like, all right, well, whatever this is is now done. This is this is the full version of Audi Field. You can love it, you can hate it, but then you can't say that they didn't finish it. It is it is done. So please and, do this, please. And,
0: and, and I think I think this news was also compounded with the you know no stream the blackouts which again i i i think personally I, I am i am i'm willing to give them more slack i guess on the stream you know from a perspective of yes it's it'd be nice to do that for the fans i i, I feel upset anyway because mls's policy is stupid as yes. far as blacking it out if there's a team willing to stream the game at the very least let both teams be able to watch it like what what are you doing that it's makes inarguable
1: sense. it is it, it is, is there's no good argument at all I, yeah, and we, I'm like I don't want to get into it again. We got
0: into it last week. I don't want to rehash it. Listen, the 50
1: people that want to watch the stream are very mad, Ted. We have to address this angry <laughs> this angry group. It's that, just pa- it's stupid. Pablo pointed that out. I thought that that was fair. He was basically like in in his mailbag and the athletic. He's like, listen, there's hun- hundreds, maybe 300 people who really want to watch this game. They really, 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 really want to watch it. But everybody it, else, take it to leave it. I and I get that.
0: <laughs> and if, if if the cost helps hire more people for the social media team so we get the content that we're getting right now from preseason, which has been excellent, so good. by the way. So good. Then hey, that's that's cool. I'm I'm actually um you know, I'm actually fought. would I like maybe a little more communication? I, I just want MLS's I understand the, the limitations and, and the cost and everything involved with that. I think MLS needs to step in and say, you know what? you know if you know what we're 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 not doing blackouts and i really i really want to investigate i feel like i really want to I, I want someone to tell me why this is in place or what what is the is there some long-term thinking going on here that they're trying to implement did some did some lawyer write out a contract that said local streams for all games have to be and then now it's like and then it was interpreted that i don't know that that That's, is just the silliest thing i ever we're going
1: we have a show we we are Quasi journalists, I commit to you that we're going to try to find out an answer to that question. We're going to spend some time because I'm curious, right? Let's find. We know we know people. We can ask people. I mean, there's an MLS
0: media. I'm sure there's an MLS media line. I can I can email at least drop a line. Stay tuned, folks. We're gonna
1: the the crack RFK refugees investigative journalist team is on the case, and we're gonna figure this out. We're gonna figure this out, and then, but, but of course, in a couple weeks it doesn't matter because the season starts. The case is never cold. We will figure this. out. If it's July, um, we're gonna be emailing Don Garber in the middle of the night saying, "Don, why have you blacked out the? Why are the preseason games blacked out?" He probably
0: he probably doesn't. I mean, no, it's he knows. Some, it it's it from, has to. From the it top. has to. It has to be some lawyer. It has to be just from some some lawyer drew drew something up. Hey, folks! Before we get back into the show, just wanted to give a quick plug for our patreon page that's patreon.com slash rfk refugees if you enjoy the show and want to help us out you can go to the website and donate not only do you get the satisfaction of helping out grow the show and make it better uh, you also get access to your own private feed for the podcast even your own private rss feed that you can then hook up to your podcasting app so please please Go to the website patreon.com/refugees and donate today. Um, all right, let's uh, let's talk to some let's talk to some other news. Uh, MLS rule changes. Yeah, this I know, is good. Exciting, right, this is this good though. Is, <laughs> this is this is good. Uh, first things first, MLS is keeping the five. I think the most the most the thing we'll see probably the most is the five substitute rule of three. Uh, I am happy that they are keeping that. Yep. I think soccer as a whole. Is very very rigid when it comes to the to rules like this. Uh, it, it took them a while to even implement three substitutes. I think. I think for a while though the game was played where literally. You had no substitutes. If a player you, if a player was injured, took it off. It was eleven v ten. You just had to deal with it. Um, and they are very rigid to change. They implemented this rule for COVID. A lot of the leagues have taken it away. I think pretty much it, uh, Europe is not doing it. No other league is doing it. I, I think expanding the amount of substitutes is a good thing if you are going to throw players to the wood chipper with more games more you should have the ability for coaches to make subs bring other players on give other players chances i think if mls wants to be a development league this makes even more sense yep hey yeah let's keep doing it that gives griffin Yao, that gives moses nyman that gives all those players a chance stay tuned we'll talk about them later um also do you like
1: pressing do you like pressing i like pressing You know what would make pressing a lot easier? Well, two more substitutes.
0: Well, well, you 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 watch some of like these European games, and you watch the like the December. Everybody talks about how bad December is and how how much you know players are tired and just exhausted. You know what would make it easier if coaches had more flexibility on when they could sub yep. them, yep. and if they could bring other players on, it would force teams to expand their roster, expand who they want to play. Um, Rich says, "I'm not. I'm not. I don't think unlimited is the is the right solution. But I, I think five College is. <laughs> I, think out, five, I think I think five is good. I, I think the three periods. I was a little bit like, well, why don't I just make it five? Like, what's the big deal? I'm actually okay with the three. I the three sort of three instances. You three instances. The sub. You can sub on a maximum of five. I'm fine with that. I, I think it keeps the game moving. And um, it, it doesn't. It- I think
1: it changes. It also if you're gonna. It's the thing that keeps the game most intact. Like having those mm-hmm. three windows." that's pretty good I, th- I think that yeah. way like there's not you're not able to change the game five times you're able to change the I, game three times just like before I,
0: I really thought they were gonna start to make that a permanent we'll see maybe, maybe this forces them to, to make a permanent change we have Europe I think expanding the Champions League and the number of games people are gonna play um, now of course MLS is adding the I think the five substitutes now comes with two uh, concussion based substitutes this is very Again, very good news very very good news good change they are piloting that program this is something that taylor twelman has pushed a lot of course he dealt with concussions uh if, yep. if you're a dc fan uh you, there have been numerous players uh brian namoff for one aleko Escandarian, friend of the show well acquaintance of the show he's only been on once you need to be on twice to be a friend of the show that's right so come, that's come, on, correct. come on come on come on come on aleko that's the our refugee standards uh, acquaintance of the show aleko Escandarian. Uh, also suffered from concussions. Uh, it's it's a serious issue in soccer, and uh, U.S. soccer has done a lot with the younger kids in changing it. And this is, I think, a step in the a step in the right direction.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that this is uh, it. It takes away the the excuse that teams had to not be to not make a player who was obviously in a bad way, clearly had lost consciousness. Uh, it takes away an excuse. So if you're if you're still keeping players in at that point, it's really just want and disregard for the player's safety and not about the game and not about anything else. Like it's it's now and also if you use both of them, if you use both substitutions, you get another one. Like if you get if you have an injury, uh, a, a, a concussion substitution before you've used your five, uh, or is it yeah five? You get another one. You get six. Mm-hmm. So they, don't, they don't. It's not from that five. It's it's adding one on. So it's. Um, I think it's good for and, the players, and it also it also uh, gives the I hope it gives the doctor a little bit more f- authority to be like, nope, this guy's coming off. I don't, I don't care what he says. I, his, he's got you know stars circling his head. We're taking him out.
0: Yeah, and you know, also you get additional substitutes as well. Um, it, it, additional substitutes are received. So if the team uses a concussion substitute. The opposing team think it's an initial substitute. Obviously, that 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 makes sense for for fairness. So, I mean, I like that part. I'd say that's a good part. That's part actually I missed when I initially read this. Uh, But these are all good things. These are all things that the 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 league should do. And I'm glad the league is uh, is a part of piloting it.
1: Um, You'd like them to bring back the uh, shootout. So this is this is them. This is them taking one more step towards uh and towards quirky rules that are only American.
0: I I always have to preface my love of the shootout. I'm fine with regular season games ending in a draw but please please like for deciding playoff games they should be they should they should bring back the shootout. out they should pilot that do that a pilot program uh, I'll say that to Don Garber as well uh, DC players a uh, player we use they're doing our player of the week which we missed last week and I was very upset about that we I guess I guess Paulo Mauer more important than that fine whatever uh, but we're gonna we're, to make up for that we're now doing our players of the week so we're gonna talk about I believe we've already done a segment on on, uh, on Donovan Pines. Well we're we gonna have. cover cover we're gonna we're gonna group in. We got a c- couple days of the season, so we're gonna go ahead and group in Griffin Yao, Moses Nyman, and Kevin Paredes. Um by the way, did you just see that uh Matt Doyle highlighted uh uh Donovan Pines as most important player for twenty uh for twenty twenty one? Thought that was interesting.
1: I believe that. You mean for DC United specifically? For D C United, yeah. I think about with 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 Steve Bernbaum being out for a couple months, I think that is undeniably true
0: yep if he makes a step up this team this team this team offensively they should be fine defensively are where the question marks are going to be especially with 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 uh lasada system uh but let's talk about the young guns uh let's start with uh let's start with griffin yao um i think he was the he was the highlight i guess of 2019 sort of his 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 idea that he was sort of going to be the major player uh, he ste- he did step up he had more games played more appearances all these players did uh, from from last year. I guess uh, they had more appearances maybe than they anticipated. Uh, two goals, including one very very nice goal uh, against uh, Toronto. I think to tie up the game last year. Uh, so that was sort of in the that was sort of in the maybe this is the moment the, the team gets it together. Sort of a, a comeback. Um, overall, uh, I, I guess with Griffin Yao, there was definitely 2019. I think he kind of burst onto the scene. He was playing really well with Loudon, and then he kind of faded off. I think there was a big fade off period. I think he, you know, I think all young players have this moment. They have a moment where they go. I, Bill Hamid had it, where it's like, I can't do the
1: same things I've been
0: doing. If I do this, I, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm, a, I'm gonna, I'm a short contract, and then I'm done.
1: We had, we had Griffin on the show, and he, he, he attributed that first season to like just physical exhaustion. Like he was mm-hmm. not, he was not prepared as a young player for the MLS grind. He didn't anticipate he was going to get that many games. Uh, and then he dedicated an offseason to being ready because he knew what to expect and then he didn't get a lot of playing time. So that's the way that goes sometimes. But I think that I think you're right. It was, uh, oh, wow, I really needed to do a lot more things with my body and not just, you know, have assume that my youthfulness and my athletic ability will, will put me through. So yeah. I think he's committed to that now. And I think that now he's ready to see break through that next level. Physical will not be the limitation.
0: Yep, and I think hopefully I think he's going to have a coach uh, who's going to willing to give him those opportunities. I think that's what we're going to talk about with a lot of these guys. Uh, there, there was plenty of tape this year. I think that Lasada could look at, and I think they are they are going to get appearances. Uh, this is I I I pray that I pray that the days of, of of Ben Olsen, as much as we love him, I pray the days of of the
1: one sub being used uh, are over at DC. <laughs> Certainly not with the five that they now are uh, that an hour offer. We'll I mean, at least get two. I think yeah. double, you double with the, uh, but I, you know, also the bench is getting better, man. I feel like, I feel like you're not going to, there will not be MLS castoffs to choose from, from the bench to, to, you'll have these young players that you can throw on to change the game. Assuming they don't start.
0: It, it Very, it very much the same So, and, um, a guy with Jacob Green. Yeah, we, we don't really have much tape, much tape on him to talk about. No, but, uh, zero tape. He's not <laughs> he's not played. He's played no minutes
1: in preseason. Chris Ostrom no minutes in preseason. Uh,
0: uh, let's so we're gonna kind of we're gonna kind of go up the I guess go up the scale of potential. That's sort of everybody talks about. So we're gonna start. Sorry, Griffin, but you know we 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 love you. You're 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 an acquaintance of the show, but. Um, we we do we are gonna go up based on I guess hype and potential and uh, the next up is Kevin Paredes, uh who got a lot more appearances. I did not get myself ready in time. I don't know if you have his 2020 stats up, uh, but he got some more appearances for sure. Uh, he actually he uh, had 17 appearances, uh, nine starts, uh, and he uh, he has one goal I think or assist. I think it was an assist. He's
1: got one goal. He's got according goal. to according to uh, transfer market, he's got one goal.
0: No, that's
1: an assist. He's... he's got one assist. One assist. Yep. Sorry, Sorry folks. <laughs>
0: one assist and a very nice assist. I think that was his highlight. His one assist of the year was a highlight uh, assist, a game-winning assist on the um, on the goal against uh, Atlanta. Um, so in that game. So that was kind of the game that got the scene back where maybe, hey, maybe they can make the playoffs. Um, I think he started out, again, I think he's another player who started out very hot, sort of faded a little bit, um, and then sort of picked it up as the year sort of went went down to the, to the stretch. Uh, I think for him it's going to be a big thing. Sort of like with Griffin, you get those couple of years, and then you you have to either turn it up to another level, or you have to get yourself prepared. Um, the question I think is going to be: Will he be able to play sort of out out left as a wingback? Uh, will he fit better in Lasada's system? Uh, and I think for all these players, the question is going to be: We we hope this team is healthier this year. We hope Ariola is is stays healthy. We hope that Gressel. Uh, stays healthy we hope that all these players stay healthy uh these are going to inevitably push them sort of down the pecking order a little bit i I don't think you're going to see them get the appearances or the number of starts or the number of chances that they had last season so they are going to need to uh they're going to need to take out take them make the most of whatever opportunity they get if it's 10 minutes as a sub if it's 20 minutes um and i think how they perform in training and how they do is going to is going to indicate that so
1: um, I, I hope if hey. they're not getting minutes they're getting sharpness at Loudon. I don't know that they will. They might just they may have graduated past the the two-way players, although uh I have I'd prefer they play. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care who they play for. I would like them to play, particularly if they are able to. And I believe now at this point there's been no there's been no news about it, but I feel like with uh, with, I think that they're gonna have ability to, to send players back and forth. I think that they will. I don't know. I've got no, I've got no data about that. And I imagine the final regulations on that will come pretty soon. But um, it I want them to play. Eric Sorga gets brought up a lot as a as a player who would benefit from that. You know, training with DC in the week, going to play Loudon on the weekends. But, uh, also, Loudon is playing like a million weekday games too. So there's <laughs> you could be you could be these are young guys They could be on the bench. They could, they could, you know, make appearances for both. It's not impossible. Two games in a week is not unheard of. No, anyway, no. Paredes, like you said, uh, he will not get as many appearances as he did last year. Likely, uh, with all of the players that are all of the wingers that are here and healthy, hopefully healthy. Knock on wood. Um, but uh, I think that the question is: Can he, can all these players make a step? Can Griffin Yao put himself back in the conversation? Can Kevin Paredes figure out? I think he's got a lot of skills on the ball. I think he is fast. I think he his defensive skills improve throughout the year as a potential left wing back option uh, for the team. But what is his final product look like? Can he can he make the right decision in the attacking eighteen? He did not last year. That was that was his problem from my from my vantage point. Um, can he turn that around? I think he can. I think yeah. of the players we've got one more to discuss. But I feel like there's a good opportunity that he turns into a real m my my ceiling for him is maybe good MLS player. I don't yeah. see him going somewhere else. We, we have got one more player to talk to that might go on, but he needs to improve in the box and and get more precise in that part of the game, and then I think he can really excel in MOS.
0: Yeah, and I think I think with those with those two, both Griffin Allen and Kevin Paredes, you don't see enough where you can say. Unlike the next player we're going to talk about, um, you don't see enough where you can say they they could. I, I don't want to say that they won't be able to go to Europe or that the team won't sell them at some point. But we need to see we need to see them pick it up a level. They need to become good MLS contributors before we can really uh, we can really start to say that. Um, the next player on the list is is Moses Nyman, who has probably the highest ceiling of the of the players uh, that we've talked about so far. Uh, he is I think he was listed I, I was it. 4 4 or some British magazine was listed as, like, the top 50 or top 100 young players. Uh, so, I mean, this is a guy that that is already sort of on the radar. Uh, I will say I, I remember he made an appearance, and Charlie Boehm would talk about him and, and has talked about him a lot. I saw him in that first game, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, he looks like a kid. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not buying it. He was a kid who second, third, fourth game, suddenly you could see it. Uh, you could see him get more comfortable. He picked it up very quickly. He started to look like he belonged out there, um, and that's something that's something that's incredible for a kid. I guess his age. I think he's still he's still sixteen. I think or seventeen or seventeen. He, he's this year, I believe. A, yeah, so he's still a really young player. But to see him sort of step up like that, make that sort of next step at that age, uh, and you could see him get better. in every game, every game he was out there. He was getting better and better every game, and he was, you know, playing that holding midfield role. He was making uh, passes, making connections. Uh, he's a player. Uh, in theory, it should be Russell Canales and Junior Moreno sort of holding that center midfield position. Yep. But we could see Moses Nyman very easily break through, uh, and, and I could see I could see either one of those players. Getting pushed, And you, you of course, also have Felipe Martins as well. I think that's going to be the real challenge. I think that is going to be a tough position for him to break through. Um, I think as a substitute, that's going to be hard too because I don't know how much he really gets as an opportunity. You sub a defender, you're chasing the game, you're going to sub attackers. You're going to usually hold on to your center, your center-holding midfielders. So, you know, I think it's a little bit of a tough position. He's still young.
1: Yeah, I was talking to somebody uh, recently that follows uh, him specifically, not necessarily the team. Uh, but they said that center back's actually a position that they've looked at him before, which is at 5'5", hundred and twenty six pounds and uh, that yes. loss that might be a bit of a challenge, particularly they, on uh <laughs> they'll have to really get creative with marking assignments on corners i, I mean uh, in, a,
0: in a, yeah in a, a three man back line, you never know. um yeah.
1: I always thought that's
0: where Durkin was going to end up. I was like, you know, he has such a great ability to pass out of the back, man you not right wing
1: back. Uh, wherever he's playing in St. Truden.
0: <laughs> he's not. He he shifts in center. It's it's. I don't know what position St. Truden play, and I haven't really watched the game in a while. But
1: um, Ryan, Ryan Ryan Johnson points out that with Felipe out and Moreno out with Copa America, we'll see more of Nyman. I think that's true. that's true.
0: That's very true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Um, that. That is certainly another thing. So I, I think he's going to get his chance, and I think you know Moreno looks has looked really good for for Venezuela. He's had his flashes, but he hasn't been able to be, be consistent. I, I could see – if there's one player I could see potentially Nyman pushing out, it would be uh, it would be Junior Marino. I don't know if we'll see it this year. He's still young, but uh, who knows? Uh, I think that he's going to be an interesting player to watch when he comes out on the field, um, certainly. So uh, I think that's going to do it. That, that's the previews for the game. Uh, we got the game coming up against Rebel. What are you what are you looking if if we're able to see it? Yeah. What what are you what are you looking to see, I guess out of the out of the game coming up? I'd like to see As our pre-
1: presumed presumed starters uh play and score goals. I would like to see Ola Kamara score a goal. goal. Yeah. I would like to see Julian Gressel impact the game. Edison Flores according to other people who have watched had a good first half. I would like to see that again. Uh and I would like to see um I would like to see a win. I don't really care so much about that, but no injuries and then like the the usual usual suspects um, performing adequately. That's what I would like to see. What I, about you, I
0: I, I would like to, I would like to see a continuing of what I saw, uh, just attack wise, getting possession, putting the ball together. If we give up a couple, you know, garbage type goals, okay. But let's you know, th- this is for me this year. It's all about just g- give me the excitement back. Give me give me the give me the the fun. Um, that, 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 that's what I want right now. We'll, we'll focus on the, on the rest of the season as we go. Um, I I think this is going to be, I'm hopeful we'll see more of this game. I'm hopeful we'll see, uh, you know, a little bit more from the players that are out there. Hopefully, I think the red card kind of like the first half, everything was going kind of like, maybe you're all great second half. And then the red card happened. It was kind of like, oh, well, I guess, you know, this is whatever. And then they kind of made subs. And then by then, so you never, I don't know if we really got a full, Sense. And I'm not sure if the like red card carries over for a preseason I game doubt it. or I, it I wish
1: they could get together on the sidelines and be like, let's just not what's what's us put the well, players back on.
0: I, I do think at this point, as you're the coach, you had there was it was it was a confrontation. It was an incident. I think the referee made the call to say, OK, Moreno, I'm giving you your second. yell. I'm giving you your straight red this is preseason guys you're done for the day today I'm sorry that's fine
1: I'm just saying is there is there any provision in a in a exhibition game which is this what this basically is to just I guess there's not to just get them off the field but allow for 11 11. 11 11. Yeah, that, that that's what happened. That's what happened okay. in the game. Um, that's what that's basically what happened. Is
0: basically they the coaches were like, well, we want to we want to throw we want to play eleven v eleven.
1: Sorry, so I said, that, I would you, I would have known were this game visible to anybody except for, Hackerman's. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> so and I
1: apologize.
0: A, and I was more saying if there was any sort of like carryover, but Got I on. don't think for 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 a for for a preseason game that's second that going happen. Certainly not for a second yellow. If fans remember in 2013, this should have been a an omen, I guess, for the season. Uh, I believe uh, Dwayne DiRosario Rosario got suspended after headbutting uh, a Philadelphia Union player during a preseason game. Wow! Um, and oh, I'll call that. he only reason I think he was fined. Actually, I'm not sure. You, I know there was there was controversy because there wasn't actual video of the incident. In, in no video existed of was it like the,
1: was that the plex was this the thing that happened at the soccer plex
0: maybe i'll have to go back and look but I, I remember this very clearly it was almost an omen for the season it was like i think he got suspended for two games and mls was like if there had been video it would have been more basically i think is what they implied they said if we had actual video evidence we would have suspended you for more so um yeah, strange strange things that strange things that preseason games. DC has a habit. I do think DC one thing interesting about the game, and one last thought, I guess, is that DC was playing very aggressive. And I think New York was like, What are you doing? This is a preseason Who game. Who are you?
1: What's <laughs>
0: <happening>? <laughs> like, well, let's save it for, for for two weeks from now. Let's not do it now. So I think that was the interesting part part of the game. So all, all the things, all the things to watch.
1: Yeah. Uh, I
0: think, Rich Rich Myers with the astute point. Plus this is MLS. Most teams can't defend. You have to deck. That's very true. <laughs> the, the money the money in rosters is not in the bottom of the bear. Sorry, I interrupted you. You go ahead.
1: No, I was just gonna say, I mean, particularly if we're gonna win games five to four, we've got to score at least uh at least two goals. Yes. So we're we'll gonna work on that.
0: All right, guys. Uh we have uh we will have a show on Thursday. TBD on, on who we're going to be uh who we're gonna have as far as a guest. Um of course then we got next Monday, then we got the tailgate. Tailgate, everybody are slash tailgate sign up enjoy join us i am i am i am skipping out on a kicker's watch party because of you all so think about that know. guy look what <laughs> look what ted is sacrificing
1: <laughs> you better make sure that you attend because ted has given up given up a major piece of himself for this show. yes so, i Dave haven't
0: i haven't seen i haven't seen my friends in richmond for for a while i get exclusive access as a kicker's plus venue but i said you know what i gotta i gotta see you all so so come up join have some fun we're gonna drink some beer enjoy ourselves yep. um and uh i guess yeah check our episode on thursday patreon.com slash rfk refugees uh facebook we're on twitter you know
1: where we're at at this point you know where we're at go to rfk com, and all the information that you could ever possibly want is there a redesigned website thanks to producer brian who is off enjoying his happy anniversary so i hope that they have a great time we've we tried to keep the bus the trains moving i don't know, say the bus I think we did the train okay job it's on the track we're we we used to be able to do this uh but we'll we're, we look forward to having him back yeah. next week
0: <laughs> you get out of season and then you and then you, right. all right thank you all so much for listening we will catch you guys uh on thursday we it's soul music solely for your
1: soul music for how much we soul music from your fitness to your night nice soul music
0: it's cheap G-